Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. the story is snow the little flurries now the snow is coming later tony katz 93 wibc good morning just to screw with your evening commute that's what we're seeing this snow will start after 12 will be with us in the afternoon to the evening now hammer nigel will have everything of course matt bear will have the updates on the roads and how to get you home safe and sound, plan for it now. Especially if you're downtown because of NBA All-Star Weekend. And we're thrilled you're here. Welcome to Indianapolis. Have a wonderful time. Be safe. Spend all your money. That's all we ask. Just spend every dime in your pocket and then enjoy your trip home. Nothing more, nothing less. Have a wonderful time but it is going to create some traffic issues. That's what it's going to do. So we're keeping an eye on the snow. Of course, the breaking news today that Alexei Navalny, opposition leader to Vladimir Putin, dead in his jail cell. Well, he went for a walk and then fell ill and then collapsed and then died because that's what happens. Sure, totally normal. No, no funny business whatsoever. How dare anybody even think it? Except it's the only thing to think. It's the only thing a rational mind could think. The list of people who are dead at, Va- at Vladimir Putin's hand. But no, he's just a guy who wants to lead his country and has no globalist expansion. Desires. None. Sure he is. You believe what you'll believe. And then, of course, the biggest story might be uh, Fonnie Willis, the prosecutor, I should say the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, going after Donald Trump. The RICO conversation, racketeering to fix an election, to engineer an election, interfere. She hires her lover. She hires a guy she's in a sexual relationship with. Then he ends up paying for trips that they both take. And she pays him back with cash. But there are no receipts. And then she takes the stand and she's angry as can be. How dare you? Who do you think you are talking to me like this? You're lying and you're lying. It was surreal. And then you have people like Glenn Kirshner over there on MSNBC saying that she has every right to be angry. 
You know, Willie, as is always the case, I agree with Joyce. Um, this is going nowhere. It will very soon be yesterday's news because there is no conflict, financial or otherwise. There's nothing that I saw in the testimony thus far. Recognizing additional witnesses will testify today and the hearing is expected to go into next week. Uh, but I've seen nothing that has inured to the detriment of any defendant in the case. So I don't think the defense will be able to carry the burden. What I what I do think is what we saw yesterday is a tribute to the value of cameras in the courtroom, because mm -hmm. as you watch D.A. Willis testify, um, I would be hard pressed to to believe that anything she said was a misrepresentation, was inaccurate or was untruthful. She was angry and she had every right to be angry. She was holding up public court filings that she contended um, contained all sorts of lies. And once they go out into the public square, people are going to believe those lies. She was hot, but she had every right to be hot. She remained respectful, but forceful. Um. You must have looked at something different. But the idea that she has somehow refuted the arguments because she says I paid him cash and how dare you question me? Are you calling me a liar? You have no proof that you paid him. Now, you could argue that you have to prove that this was a a conversation that involved a level of quid pro quo, right? She's innocent until proven guilty. I wholeheartedly believe that. But if you think she came off looking good yesterday, anybody who is anybody who has a rational mind or sitting on a bar stool is like, oh yeah, she paid him a whole bunch of money. He gave her these trips as a kickback. That's how it happened. That's how it went down. Does she get to stay on the case or is the case given to somebody else? That's the only question. If you want to um, avoid the conversation of impropriety, you give the case to somebody else. That's that's clearly the thing to do, right? We'll find out if it gets done. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There is no room in the Republican Party for apologists for Putin. Rest in peace, Alexei Navalny. That from Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States. If you're listening, sir, call in. I would love your take. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. This has become the dominant storyline. The death of Alexei Navalny. Because this is a major opposition to, to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin put him in jail. Um, there's a long history of people being jailed and killed by Vladimir Putin. This isn't debate. This isn't conjecture. This isn't warmongering. I am not making an argument for warmongering. Or for warmongering. For war. I'm not doing it. I don't want it. I am making an argument for recognition. Do we understand who it is we're dealing with here? Does it make more sense why I am somebody who believes we should support Ukraine in fighting back against Russia? 
I have said before, and I mean it, I, 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 I don't have any belief at all that this does not end with some level of Ukraine giving up land. Because I can't figure out how it ends otherwise. I take a look at the basic concept in front of us, and this is attrition. We are in what can be described as a World War I-esque trench warfare situation. Russia can throw more bodies at it than Ukraine. Period. I'm doing basic math. That's how I get to the place where I don't know how Ukraine isn't giving something up. Now, nothing will appease Russia if they get the Donbass five years from now or two years from now will be going after another piece of Ukraine and they will engage some kind of of weird scenario where they say, you see, uh, Ukraine instigated it or you see we're saving lives here or whatever lie it is they tell. The only thing that keeps them at bay for all the bodies is Ukraine having enough bullets and enough ways to protect themselves to keep firing the bullets. But if they don't have the bullets, well then, that's that's the end of the ballgame, which is why I say the answer is going to be they give up land, or worse, they give it all up. And no one's better off if they give it all up. Oh, Tony, it's Ukraine. It doesn't affect us at all. Sorry, that's that's not real life. That is not real life when the border is Poland, a NATO ally. You have the reports that Putin wants to gear up to be able to engage in the military fashion. A testing of NATO's resolve. I'm just I'm just describing it the way it is. Now, in this idea of support for Ukraine is, is, this, is this legislation that was passed in the Senate, the 90-plus billion dollars that includes $60 billion for Ukraine. And you'll hear people discuss it as what this really is about is replenishing stockpiles of, of bullets, of, of ammunition. We're low. And we need to, to fill it up. And that's what this money goes for. A lot of it just stays in the United States. And you've heard people like Representative uh, Jason Crow, Democrat, refer to it almost as like a jobs package. as how it's good for us. I think this is a disgusting, despicable way to describe it. I had this argument with Noah Rothman of National Review yesterday. I will not listen to that. If you wanted to say, here's $50 billion or $40 billion, and we're using this money to make sure we have all the bullets we need, it would pass in the House with every Republican member voting twice, sans Thomas Massey. Right? I mean, it's Massey. It's, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he votes against it. Of course it would pass. Don't tell me, hey, it's a Ukraine bill, but really it's about jobs for American citizens. That's gross. That is duplicitous and disgusting. I'm going to call you for uh, uh, on that subject. Be honest, be clear. But there can be no question as to whether or not Vladimir Putin is a killer. Vladimir Putin is destructive. Vladimir Putin will not stop. And anybody who thinks this guy doesn't have the, uh, the, the eye towards globalist expansion and domination is dishonest. Now, as for the weaponization of space and being able to utilize um, 
missiles uh, to, to destroy spy satellites and other things. Well, that is a national security threat and should be addressed and dealt with. But it very much seems that this is the threat that Congressman Mike Turner of the House Intel Committee was discussing with his very cryptic post on social media that President Biden has to declassify this information. We're going to let all of Congress see this information. You're trying to apply pressure on Congress to pass this legislation and get the funding for Ukraine with a threat? With a very cryptic, secretive threat, you're going to try and pressure Congress? I don't know Congressman Mike Turner, but he can go to hell in a handbasket. That isn't the way we do it either. It is not sharp-elbowed, as Noah Rothman put it. We disagreed there as well. That's why I love having Noah on the show. We have a di- it's just a disagreement in the presentation. We can still actually be friends. It's good. It isn't a sharp-elbowed approach. It's a lie. It's a fraud. And for that, the guy can go to hell. I don't care if he's a Republican. You're so desperate to get something passed, you're willing to fearmonger like this? Be honest about what you want. Explain why it's right. Fearmongering is what the left does. I see that stuff on the right, it makes me sick. Of course... We should be supportive of Ukraine, not because Ukraine is some great place and Vladimir Zelensky is some great guy or anything else. It's because Russia doesn't end its push and its conquest with Ukraine. And anybody who says otherwise is wrong because the history tells you so and because Putin has told you so. Why won't you believe this guy when he tells you? And with Zelensky dying today, sorry, getting killed today, said it, meant it. We now take a look at Joe Biden. This old man who has poor memory, who shouldn't be in charge, except Democrats keep telling us how sharp he is because they are liars and frauds and to hell with them. You put party over country and here we are. With a guy who doesn't know he's talking to somebody who is alive or dead. These are perilous times in the kingdom. But Biden is on record saying that if Zelensky dies, the results for Russia would be devastating. Well, Alexei uh, Navalny, I'm sorry. I said Zelensky. I meant Alexei Navalny, the opposition leader. If Navalny dies, the, the results for Rush would be devastating. Well, Navalny is dead. Now we'll see what Joe Biden meant. And the clock's ticking. Matt Bear has traffic. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Fill up on the news. Brought to you by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Management Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC and WIBC.com. And also by Cold Medicine. Cold Medicine. It's awesome. I swear to you, I, it, 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 it is what it is. My, my kid has it worse than I do. Oh, much, much. 
Much. Oh, yeah, of course I got it from the kids. You know I did. The, look, kids are wonderful. And kids are lovely. And 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 I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade having children for for anything in, in, in the world. It has been a world class joyous experience that I, I, I can't I, I never would be able to to properly describe, okay? It is it is wonderful. Right? When I, when, never mind the highs and the lows and how difficult it all is, kids have have been this crazy addition to my life that I, I, I like many parents, I would never want any other way. But my God, they bring home a lot of crap that's just disgusting. And it's disgusting. And they're around people who are disgusting, usually because they have parents who are like, oh, you're disgusting, okay, go to school. And and so that that's where I'm at. So yeah, it's cold. It is what it is. It's not your radio. It's it's the cold. Dow futures down 24. Nasdaq futures up 80. Wholesale prices up 0.3 percent, which is more than expected. Well, no duh. Consumer price index more than expected. More than expected. Sales in January down 0.8 percent when the expectation was 0.3, and now consumer price index up 0.3. The economists thought it would be just 0.1%. It costs more to manufacture. It costs more for you to buy it. No one is shocked. And excluding food and energy, which they consider volatile, the core producer price index jumped half a percent. Oh, is that right? That's a big number. That is a big, big number. Uh, and as you can guess it, the 10-year treasury note, that's the number that we base uh, 30-year fixed mortgages off of. That jumped to 4.3. Right now at 4.339. And if you're basing the 30-year fix off of that, we'll see 7% uh, mortgage rates back in no time. But no, everything's fine. Everything's fine and good, and this economy is great and wonderful, and you just don't understand what a great job Joe Biden's done. There is, and again, I'll say this. You, You cannot make the claim that Joe Biden has done a great job with the economy if things are not great. You cannot make the claim you don't understand how good you have it. The only thing that matters is how good people have it. And at what risk? Right? If you tell everybody that everything's great, and let's say interest rates are are, are are low and there's no inflation, well, is that because you've done something that just for is, is stalling the, the inevitable? Or because of sound policy? So you do have to look at those things. We do not have sound policy. This whole conversation about liquid natural gas, LNG, you know this is insane, right? We have basically halted the exportation of LNG, of liquid natural gas, which is how people, you know, heat their homes or run their worlds. 
which would lead other nations not being able to get the gas from us to have to get it from Russia. There is no mathematics here that makes sense. Enter Alana Goodman over at freebeacon.com. According to her reporting, the change was made to pause liquefied natural gas exports because Tony Podesta, who is a lobbyist for foreign liquefied natural gas companies, pushed for it, and his brother, the climate envoy for the Biden administration, John Podesta, pushed for it. Now, when you see stories like this, you always got to take a bit of a grain of salt in that one connection does not mean proof of an argument. But certainly, it is ugly to think that you take a guy like longtime progressive John Podesta, who has had his hand in every administration since Clinton. He was chief of staff to Clinton. That was it. He was a counselor to Barack Obama. Now with Joe Biden, this is a progressive's progressive. And he happens to have a brother who would profit off of the ceasing of liquefied natural gas exports. If this was Trump's administration, that would be a front page story every single day. The cable news networks would be breathless. So while I speak about it rationally, I will also make sure I mention it because this is not a good look. You do without so somebody's brother can make a couple of bucks so some other nations and uh, can, can, can create value. Meanwhile, Russia, which is this huge gas station masquerading as a country, as the late Senator John McCain used to say, the only thing he ever got right. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? No, good. They're the ones who are going to profit off of this. None of it makes sense. None of it. Man, we need an election bad. And we need to make sure it works. That's another story for another day. I'm Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Coming up on Tony Katz today, the death of Alexei Navalny. What happens next? And will Joe Biden live up to his promise? That's after the news at noon on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So last week, I happened to miss it. It was National Pizza Day, February 9th. National Pizza Day, okay? There's a national day for everything. 
I would have celebrated the local pizzerias. It's my fault. I apologize. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Well, for whatever reason, there's something being shared on on X, and it's it's favorite pizza topping by state, a map of the United States, and it says that uh, Texas, the 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 top topping, favorite topping is pepperoni. Oklahoma, it's it's sausage. In in Indiana, just like in Ohio, it's actually mushrooms, mushrooms. But in Illinois, it's pepperoni. And in Michigan, it's sausage. It's pepperoni in Kentucky. And and then in Pennsylvania and West Virginia, it's corn. Um, Corn? And then in California and Arizona, it's avocado. Now, I'm going to say something now. I love avocado. Love it. I went to school at Arizona State. I spent six years in California. No one ever ordered avocado on a pizza. It never happened. It never happened. And in uh, in uh, South Dakota and in Iowa, it's it's bacon, which it, which is uh, the, the 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 top. And in Mississippi and in Oregon and 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 Wisconsin, it's black olives. Okay, I've seen that. In Minnesota. And gosh, I, I'm not trying to make anybody sick here. According to this list in Minnesota, which it's put out by Walmart, the top topping is tuna. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Well, that's just insane. No one puts tuna on a pizza. No one puts baby in a corner. No one puts tuna on a pizza. That 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 just never happened. You have never put tuna on a pizza in your life. You've had a tuna melt, but you've never put tuna on a pizza. Now, that's just gross. If you want to be confounded, um, in New Mexico... The favorite pizza topping is carrots. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do. I am hoping that this is just more proof that social media cannot be trusted. Cannot be trusted. This is a crazy, crazy story. I'm going to, I'm just going to chalk it up to just social media and I just, you know, I'm going to have more faith in my fellow American than the idea of tuna or avocado or corn or carrots on a pizza. Cause that's just, that is, that is something you would do with pledges to your fraternity. You can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. Right. Exactly. NBA All-Star Weekend, and welcome, everybody, to Indianapolis. My name is Tony Katz. I will be your host. I don't always sound like this. I got so excited that you were coming, I lost my voice. Spend your money. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves in the great city of Indianapolis.
check things out, uh, stay safe. Everybody should stay safe and should stay normal. Yeah, the the, the snow. Um, sorry about that. Uh, I, I you should have been here last weekend. Oh, ha! Oh, that was so. Whoo! That was amazing. You're still gonna have a great time. Every last bit of it. Nothing but a great time. Tons of parties going on. Just safe all the way around. Uh, on Tony Katz today at noon. This Alexei Navalny story. This is it. And as we discussed, what will Joe Biden's reaction be? I shared with you that he said that uh, if, 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 if Navalny dies in prison, Navalny being uh, in opposition to uh, Vladimir Putin, the opposition leader, and Vladimir Putin put him in jail. He's now dead. Died today. Oh, he collapsed after a walk. That's, that's not how it happened at 47. It's not how it happened. But this was him in Geneva, Switzerland, June of 2021. Mr. President, just a quick follow on the same theme of consequences. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights. What do you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies? I made it clear to him that I believe the, the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go back to the same point. What do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny, this, you know, all the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny. And then he dies in prison. I pointed out to him that it matters a great deal when a country, in fact, and they asked me why I thought it was important to, to continue to have problems with the president of Syria. I said because his violation of international norm was called a chemical weapons treaty. Can't be trusted. It's about trust. So now what are you going to do, Joe Biden? The world's watching. We'll see if we hear from the president today. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe, Matt.